This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Chris Balage, who is the CEO and co-founder of a business called Provenir. G'day, Chris. Hello. Um, I'm very well. Now, um, uh, on this program, we get a lot of new ideas, entrepreneurs coming out with, uh, you know, what are often fantastic ideas. This is one of the best oh, ideas. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is for on-farm meat processing. Correct. Uh, you have a big truck. Yes. Uh, and inside is basically an abattoir. Indeed, it's an abattoir. Um, we've had to apply a bit of, well, actually a lot of technology to fit a um, full abattoir in the back of a semi-trailer. But in essence, that's exactly the idea. So when did you have this idea and how? What what what, what made it come about? Um, for myself, um, I'm a corporate scientist um, by trade. And What's a, what is a corporate scientist? Uh, I worked for CSL in the blood products division. So, oh, okay. So, so you're a scientist and you work for a corporation. Yeah. You worked uh, in, the, in it, the science of corporations. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that, that was my background, but um, by choice, I'm a farmer and I've been selling paddock to plate meat for the last seven years. And when the opportunity came to go into an accelerator, the one part of the- um, what, What's an accelerator? Uh, incubator, so a startup incubator. So, oh, I see. Um, yeah, they accelerate ideas into actual businesses. So, we went through the SproutX um, AgTech um, incubator program. Right. Um, so, back at that point, the, the one piece of the puzzle that I couldn't control was the processing. I still had to rely on um, static abattoirs to do the processing of my meat that and, I sold. And getting your, you're getting your, your cattle picked up and taken to the. Correct. Well, I, I actually the drove the truck myself, so oh, okay. I, I could see the stress that the animals went through. So, that's the step that I went to to control that as much as possible. Um, and the idea has always been there to do mobile processing. And uh, I was fortunate enough for, uh, for four other individuals to join me, the founder team of Provenir, um, who all had their various ideas as to why they wanted to bring this to reality. And uh, yeah, so it started two years ago through the AgTech um, startup program. And uh, we've launched from there. So did you raise money? Yeah, so um, through the uh, startup program, they actually give some what we call pre-seed funding. So that was $40,000 just to get the idea from you know a thought bubble to something on paper. Um, through the program that we went, uh, that's six months, that they actually take you how to put together um, yeah, a go-to-market document, um, do the financials with that. So by the end of the six months, we had that already. We went to market. We did an equity sell. Um, so we sold 25% of the business for um, just over a million dollars. We secured- that's not Bad. Just for a paper idea, it's great. Exactly. It, it's it's one of those ideas, like you said, it's a bit of a no-brainer for people. People can immediately resonate with the idea and see the, the, the benefits for animal welfare and the quality of meat produced. Um, so after we had done that, we were also successful in getting a grant through the um, Meat and Livestock Australia donor company, which is their research arm. Um, and that was a co-funding agreement for just uh, under 700000 So right. we were able to raise quite a bit of money um, and that went into building the unit itself. Yeah, right. So you had $1.7 or $1.5 or something. 
Uh, yeah, it was co-funding, so you sort of half the oh, uh, the, the MLA um, funding. But yeah, it was just under. So then you had to buy a truck. Uh, well, we built it from the ground up, so we we had the trailer, and then um, it's. No, a, but you wouldn't have. You wouldn't. You had the like the cab and the motor and the oh, engine. Oh yes, yes, yes. So, get so that, but correct. So yeah. you've you've built the whole thing from the start, right? Yes. So the the trailer, um, yeah. which um, it goes on to the prime mover. Yeah. Uh, we built that from the ground up exactly. And what are the what are the key elements that are in us? I mean, uh, and is was it very challenging to to create an abattoir that fits inside a the back of a truck? Um, simple concept, extraordinarily difficult to uh, meet all the regulatory requirements. So, um, as a truck has to be on national roads, it has to meet all of the um, national heavy vehicle uh, road regulations. Um, it has to internally meet all the food safety. Um, requirements for uh, running an abattoir. We have to meet the uh, council um, planning permits. Um, so I think we hit almost... Council planning permits? Exactly. Which are mobile? Ex- which council? Exactly. So what, what that actually does is we have um, letters of no objection from the, the councils, but if you oh, um, operate in um, a business on any land, you need to um, get council approval So in this, because we are mobile, exactly yeah. that. So um, we... Um, so have you been processing have, cattle? So we're going to do that by the end of this month in in May. So we we're just finalising the. Um, so as we as our listeners are listening to this, you will be processing in, cattle in, in operation. Absolutely. So we've been doing pre-sales through um, our crowdfunding campaign, uh, which has been hugely successful, and has validated the consumer demand. So who uh, so the farmer pays? Is that right? Who pays for the? For the cattle to be processed, or do, or so do you we, take we, a risk on that? We, we we take the risk. So so you buy the cattle off the. Yep. So it's an acquisition oh, right. model. So we go to the farm. Um, our we don't just go to any farm. Um, we have quite an onboarding. You don't just show up and knock <laughs> the door and say, no, "Got any cattle?" <laughs> exactly. So we don't do that. Um, the farmers that we work with um, are, are well aligned with our our views around farming. So um, it's very much around regenerative farming and holistic management, which right. is about care for the land, um, and. The the farmers that we, we deal with, they see this as a no-brainer. It, it removes the cost of transportation, which is significant for um, a lot yep. of farmers now that um, abattoirs are being more centralised, so the distances that the animals have to travel are further and further. Um, and so we, we acquire the cattle at the point of processing, and then we are integrated right through to and the... And how, how is the price of the cattle determined? So we use a local... Um, price market, which is through the um, Meat and Livestock Australia. So it's um, just a national price that is broken down to the regions that we're operating. Yeah, so we we, um, use that pricing. It's transparent. Um, People can see on every day what it is. And then we pay um, a premium on top of that as well um, for for working with Provenia. And then you... you uh, make you sell the meat at the other end. Correct. Sell the meat to the other end, making the margin in between, and hopefully the margin covers your costs and that's exactly something Ex- for profit. Exactly. So you know we're, we're very clear about um, our business model and about the transparency of the meat that um, we're selling, which um, really is the provenance of what people are buying. So the consumer demand for that is is significant now. And Who are you going to sell to? Uh, we've got an online store, so um, that's the best way that we. We can uh, reach direct to um, consumers. We have a couple of retail stores that are looking at stocking it as well. Um, and numerous re- uh, high-end restaurants are very keen to um, put it on the menu due to the, the quality that they know that um, on-farm processing You creates. need to contact my local butcher who only sells free-range Excellent. meat. Yeah. Name's Cannings. Yes. 
Yep. You need to ring them because they'll be all over it, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'm very familiar with Kennings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam yeah. Canning is yeah. a good fellow. So, yeah. listen, um, uh, what about restaurants? Are you going to be selling to restaurants? Yeah, so um, some of the, the greatest interest that we've had is from um, high-end restaurants, um, particularly those that know the, the meat industry and have had the opportunity of consuming on-farm processed meat, which to this point has been the realm of farmers alone because they are allowed to process on their own farm and mobile butchers do that for them, but they're not allowed to sell the meat and they're not allowed to give that meat away either. So what we're trying to do is give that quality meat to the um, broader community. Yeah. Has anyone else done this uh, either in Australia or around the world that you're aware of? Uh, There are no other operating in Australia. Um, at the moment. There are a couple overseas. Um, Probably the standout one would be in Sweden, um, who've been operating for four years. Um, Similar design, the the actual unit itself is is quite different to ours. Um, But yeah, in so they oh, just just the size of them. Theirs is quite large um, because they're actually travelling much further distances due to the topography of Sweden versus um, Australia. So we're a relatively round country. They're long, thin ones, so they actually have to travel further um, for going right. from each of the farms, and therefore they stay there for longer and do do more numbers. So that is reflected in the design. Right. Um, but that one is working, is it? They're making good money? And yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so, some reports are saying that they've captured up to 9% of the Swedish market um, with the sales that they're doing. So that's, uh, that's a very positive thing. And um, they've had a, a lot of support from the community. And they, they've really done an excellent job of connecting the farmers to the consumers. So they've, they've got a digital provenance platform um, which people access through their phone and there's chat groups. So, you know, people in um, Stockholm can uh, communicate with the farmers up right. there and sort of say, you know, you're doing a wonderful job, we love what you're doing and, and, and the farmers love that as well. And are, they, and are they selling their meat online like you're proposing to do as well? No, they go um, more into bricks and mortar stores is what right. they've done. They do a little bit into restaurant. Um, but not their own stores, just they're selling wholesale. Correct. Yes, into retail, bricks yep. and mortar stores. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. So um, I suppose for you, it's just a matter of one truck at a time, is it? Uh, this is the first uh, proof of concept um, that will show that um, the model does work. Um, we're very keen to move into a Series A um, once we've um, uh, proven and validated the Series the A round of fundraising. Correct, yes. Um, so we're looking to um, have that open up towards the end of this year. And what, what sort of size do you think that'll be? I mean, if, uh, uh, because it's going to be determined to some extent by the number of uh, mobile abattoirs you decide to build. Correct, yeah. So um, we, we still have to work through that as a business, but um, high level at this stage, we would be looking to have five as the next number of units. And we've identified a number of regions around Australia um, that would be perfect locations for these mobile abattoirs to work. And we've got a lot of farmer demand. Actually, there's increasing number of um, farmers forming collectives um, that as a collective model, we, we provide a beautiful solution to that. Well, everyone's getting by about it. Yeah, and, and I, in some ways I, I think they should. Um, you know, the impact of protein um, manufacture globally is an issue and we need to look at all the different ways that we can actually do that more sustainably and, and this is how we 
uh, are doing it from our perspective is we, we partner with... Well, it's just better for the cattle. I mean, the there's poor things for, yeah, terrible. It's yeah, terrible there's the animal welfare aspect of it, um, but it's broader than that as well. So is it, it actually, actually rolls into the um, environmental impact that cattle have. So if um, we can move them away from feedlots, which require a lot of land for the feed that actually goes into them, there's a lot of environmental externalities that occur from Oh, so this, this actually moves them away from... I didn't realise that. It moves them away from feedlots. Yeah, so we're only going to be operating with grass-fed free-range farms. And so there is some proof to show that properly managed holistic farms actually provide a carbon sequestration um, process which actually pulls carbon out of the atmosphere more well, than like the, the cows, cows before. The cows still expel methane. Do they, they do. Not? They do, but through proper management of having cattle on farm, there's good proof to show that it actually has a carbon sequestration process from there. Right. Gets pretty technical, so no, we won't, we won't go, go into we won't that. Go there. We've just about well, we have run out of time. It's been great talking to you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Alan. I've been talking to Chris Balage, who is the CEO and co-founder of Provenir.